Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now I'm sitting in the tour van belonging to a band called White Arrows. I've got two members of the band here with me. I'm going to reach over and get them each to introduce themselves and what they do in the band. I'm Mickey. I'm the singer. Uh, Henry, I play drums. Guys, I'm interviewing you guys right after you got off stage, so can you describe what you're feeling right now? I got a little, I got a little bit of a workout, you know, I'm like sweating it out so I can get ready to, for a long drive, you know? Well, we got a lot of adrenaline. It was actually a really fun show. We usually dread the border crossing and, and hope that the show's going to be worth it, and tonight it was. It was actually the best show we've played so far in Vancouver. But Canada, I love Canada. You've had the whole day to spend in Vancouver. Did you do anything exciting? Actually, we didn't. We got stopped at the border, as we usually do, and we were like stuck there, and we were super late for sound checks. So stopped at the border, who has the dodging past in the band? Two of us do, and... Probably. Yeah. Probably shouldn't talk about that, <laughs> but... Uh, well, I mean, uh, it's like they stop us every time, but it always ends up being fine. It's it's just like a bureaucratic thing, I think. But today, we actually almost got fined and arrested because we have a trailer on the back of our van, and they told us to pull next to a blue van, and then someone else told us to go ahead and go straight, and we misheard go straight as not go straight into the parking spot that he was pointing at but go straight like straight through and so we started to drive away and he started screaming at us and telling us that we were stupid and asked if we wanted to pay a fine and and all this crazy stuff so that's 15 he's like 15 grand bro 15 grand like that's 15 grand we're like what you sorry man like uh, please don't make us pay that money (laughs) like you can't they may have dodgy pasts but they have sweet sweet souls that's true. Very sweet. I don't know. Do it? Uh, yeah, sure. I think so. Hi, this is Mickey from White Arrows, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. me 
I'm in a band called White Arrows. Hi, this is Henry from White Arrows. And you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Coming or Going, that's by White Arrows. Off their record, Dry Land is Not a Myth. I've got the two brothers in the band here with me. I'd love it if somebody could talk a bit about that one. Mickey, oh, Mickey, you were just nominated. Okay, I'll talk about that one. That one is literally the first song I ever wrote. That was uh, when I was still in New York, and that's the only song that I wrote in New York that made it onto the record. Yeah, I mean, it feels like so long ago. I I almost don't even remember what it's about. It's just a a ravey song that you could get down to. I liked it for the record still, even though it was an old song, because it has kind of dark lyrics, but is such a dancey, happy-sounding song. What does Henry think about when he's drumming to that song? Trying to make it as groovy as possible. Not much, to be honest. Pretty much just laying down the kick most of the song, and then I get down with some some simple grooves. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you guys are an L.A. band. You grew up in L.A., and L.A. is the kind of city that most people move to. So I was hoping that each of you could talk about L.A. as somebody who's a native who lives there and loves the city in a way that... Someone who is a native would love it. Well, I I grew to love L.A. You know, growing up in a place, you always kind of wonder what else is out there in the world. So it kind of took me leaving Los Angeles. Uh, I lived in New York and other places for a little bit. And I didn't appreciate all the things that L.A. has, which is the beach. Like, I never surfed growing up. And then I started surfing when I moved back to L.A. after I, I graduated from school. So L.A. is a cool place, but I understand why people hate on L.A. All of those stereotypes about L.A. are very true. And L.A. is one of those places where it's very hard to meet new people because everyone's in their cube, which is their car, and isolated from the world. Whereas in New York and even Vancouver, you're walking on the street. Everyone's biking everywhere. So there's that chance that you could run into someone, maybe like spark up a conversation, get coffee, go to a gallery or a museum or something like that. You can meet people and then find your group of friends because that's kind of what matters most about any city you live in is the people you surround yourself with. But since we grew up in L.A., we have that close group of friends because we've gone to school there and we don't really have to find all these people through this fake facade of wannabe actors and models or whatever. But it's an, I mean, geographically, it's beautiful. It's got mountains. It's got beach. It's got sun. It's got seals, pit bulls, dolphins. We got dolphins. We got got dolphins out here. <laughs> we got crackheads. We got gang. We got gang members. We got Crips and Bloods. We got friendly people. We got hippies. We got nerds. Got it all. Henry is the little brother who doesn't talk a lot in interviews, so I'm trying to coach him to come out of a shell. Doubt it. Hi, this is Henry from White Arrows, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Don't forget to tell yourself, look inside of you.
This is Mickey from White Arrows, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Get Gone by White Arrows. That's off their record. Dry land is not a myth. I've got the two brothers in the band here with me. I'd love it if somebody could talk about that one. That song was uh, one of the first songs Andy and I wrote together for the album. Yeah, it just came together kind of quickly. A lot of the a lot of our favorite songs I think tend to come together quickly. It's the ones that we have to work really hard on that that we end up usually scrapping and not using for anything. But yeah, that song song's about finding yourself in in being totally conflicted by by life and by people pulling you in every direction. All right, so Mickey, you were blind until the age of 11. What was it like to live your whole life seeing things one way and then one day seeing things the way that everybody sees things? It was kind of a shock, I guess, is the only way to describe it. I got physically nauseated the first time I put on prescriptive lenses and could see things very clearly because up until that point, I had never seen a very rigid, straight line. Everything kind of was soft, like an impressionistic blur or painting, and so... I was kind of obsessed about straight lines as soon as I put on on glasses and became immediately hyper self-conscious because I was aware of everyone being able to see me, whereas before that I just assumed if I couldn't see them, they couldn't see me, so it allowed me to have kind of a wild imagination. So, so it, was, it kind of like introverted me in a lot of ways, um, although now... I'm glad that I can see because there's so much so much beauty that I would have missed out on. So a lot of people want to make the connection of blindness to music. Is that a tenuous connection? I think I think they do and it's a valid connection, but it's hard for me who just kind of took whatever life path. It's hard to say what exactly leads you anywhere because there's so many small things and there's 
things in everyday life that can affect where you end up in what you do. So I'm sure big events like that, but also small events like, you know, my brother taking drum lessons growing up and and just being surrounded by music in, in my family. And my dad studied African percussion at CalArts, you know, at school. So we've always been surrounded by music. So I don't necessarily know that, but I can say for sure that it affected my uh, my smell. All of my memories are triggered by smell. So do you have super smell powers? Yes. It's funny now that I'm doing something where I have to get interviewed that it's a thing to talk about because I never would have thought really twice about it until until this. I just, just I knew it was weird, but I didn't know that it was a big deal. And it re- it's it's more common than people think it is because I wasn't it wasn't completely black like I could see shades and colors and stuff like that. I just had like a really exceptionally horrible horrible eyesight, and my right eye is still kind of googly eyed, like drifts off a little to the right. But other than that, it's chill. Yeah, everyone's got a little Google. White arrows. It started as a project all your own, Mickey, but eventually you brought a band into it. You brought your little brother into it. So I'd love it if you guys could tell the story of how your little brother came to White Arrows. I had no intention of playing music for a career or even putting it up on stage live. I just kind of did it for fun when I was at school. And I don't even count, even though the name existed and a couple of demos existed, I don't really count that as the band's existence. I really think the band just started a few years ago when we started playing together. And when I was writing and recording music, Henry and I were, uh, you know, talking on the phone and stuff like that when he was still in high school in Los Angeles. And we always talked about how cool it would be to be in a band together and how it was an inevitability if the if I was to start a band and come back to L.A. And so it kind of just, it just happened. But what's funny about it is we never really played music together growing up. We kind of just played isolated in our own rooms and practiced. I read that Henry got absorbed into the band when your previous drummer went AWOL. True or false? I wouldn't say he went AWOL at all. He's like a very competent person and coherent. Um, well, he did disappear. That's what he, AWOL okay. was. Okay, well... As far I'm trying to be not like not make him sound like a nut job because he's not very traumatic thing happened like one of his best friends overdosed and it was like super impactful and and passed away unfortunately and he just kind of disappeared but so it it sped up Henry being in the band literally literally the day of my brother he was like so we might need you to fill in tonight to play the show do you know the songs i was like uh yeah i guess i do so i guess i have to like fill in in six hours so like that's kind of how it happened and then i've just been in the band ever since so that first night what was it like i mean all the things you would probably imagine it would be scary intimidating nerve-wracking it was it was crazy but uh it ended up working out okay. I mean, I'm here now. Hi, this is Henry from White Arrows, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Whoa, 
I'm in a band called White Arrows, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Roll Forever by White Arrows off their record. Dry Land is not a myth. I've got two of the members of the band here with me. I'd love it if you guys could talk about this one. Roll Forever is uh, kind of an ode to our generation. I think a lot, actually, about how every generation's music is influenced and dictated by whatever drug of choice is popular and that's why electronic music so popular now is because i think mdma and ecstasy are, are such a popular drug of choice to take um and so i thought about what it'd be like to be able to just roll forever and and have that euphoric feeling for the rest of your life so, Mickey, you got your degree in shamanistic rituals, and I would love you to talk a bit about that and then, of course, relate it back to your music. It was just kind of happenstance. I went to a really rigid high school growing up, and I had no choice in in extracurricular activities or any elective classes or anything like that. And so when I got to a place like NYU where kind of everything is at your fingertips and available to you. So I took the class, ended up being something I was really interested in and ended up weaving it into my colloquium or my my senior thesis or whatever, shamanism. But I also took a bunch of other classes in in the music school and in some philosophy classes and some science classes. So yeah, I mean, it was just cool to be able to take that class. I've read that the owl is your spiritual animal and that the eagle used to be your spiritual animal, but there was a falling out. So I was hoping you could talk a bit about that. Yeah, the eagle the eagle is just... I had to give him the, uh, the old... Um, and the owl has just been... JP and I live up in, in the hills, and the owl has been everywhere, like... I have a dog and I walk the dog and the owl's always outside making noise and I've seen it just perched right above our house all the time and I think it's just a sign and I've I've gone into to the third eye being and closed my eyes and gone to this like dark remote place but comfortable place and, and the owl always appears even though it's ominous and and creepy to a lot of people I think it's mystical and beautiful. Now, I'm going to be a bit facetious here, but why does nobody pick the caterpillar or the three-legged dog as their spirit animal? They talked about that in class, in the shamanistic ritual class. And what was funny is there were people that were like snakes and slugs and in that class. Those things end up being really powerful, empowered spirit animals. You're thinking of them literally as what they look like, but what they embody, you know... Like a slug, for instance, is like very slow, but it's also very methodical and planned out. And so each thing, regardless of its obvious beauty, is 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 poignant, I guess, is is relevant to, to that person. Awesome. White Arrows, brothers, thank you very much for being on my show today. At the end of the show, I like the guests to pick one of their tracks and talk a bit about it as I bring up the music. One of the first songs we ever put out, which is the b-side of get gone it was like a seven inch it was the very first thing we put out it was a brooklyn label just printed out a seven inch and the b-side was this um this cover of a fleetwood mac song that sounds nothing like the original called save me a place which was a song off of tusk and i just really loved that song and wanted to pay homage to the to the lyrics and to that song because it's been one of my favorite songs it's called save me a place 
All right, so Reynoldson 2, Save Me a Place. That's a Fleetwood Mac cover by White Arrows. Guys, thank you much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Hi, this is Henry from White Arrows. Hi, I'm Mickey. I'm in a band called the White Arrows. <laughs> and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Thank you. 